It said it's carbonated, so like I'm I'm worried that it's just gonna like no. I mean, if you unless you're shaking it, I haven't. Well, then it should be fine. Okay. Cheers. Cheers. Brost. Yoma. Mm. Welcome yeah. to the Bibles and Beers podcast. My name is Albert Schomer. I am Devin Arnson. And joining us today, he's been on here before, but the man, the myth, the legend, the one, the only, the, uh, the, yeah. the, the what's another term? What's the, the, the priest, the reverend, yeah, yeah. soon to be reverend. Uh, <laughs> Not reverend yet. Close soon reverend. To soon, soon to be reverend. Dylan Meyer. Thank you. <laughs> I don't know if all those titles were. Uh, You're a man. Friends. You're a man. At <laughs> okay. least own that. <laughs> all right. Um. Today we are drinking, I bought this a while ago, and I saved it specifically for our last episode. It is the Omni Gain Brewery. Three philosophers came in this nice bottle with a cork. Um, you know, for three people who think they have a lot to say, it seems like the appropriate beer. But it is a, I'll just read it, a blend of quadruple ale and Belgian Creek ale with cherries um i'm usually not a fan of darker beers but this is good this is a good beer <laughs> yeah the creek uh the creek style if i'm not mistaken is a it's kind of like it's similar to a lambic in that like it's very really, like fruity and kind of effervescent but then with the belgian and the kind of like bready malty mm -hmm. body to it like it's interesting because you get that fruity and that kind of I don't know, and just the first sip, like you get, yeah, like a fruity kind of thing, but also uh, like a heavy, heavy body to it. Yeah, because it said it's a nice bronze color. It is. Yeah. yeah. Um, I give it like a like a chocolate. Chocolate. Okay. See in syrup. the like maple syrup. When well, in the, the in the it. pop industry, in the soda pop industry, you call that caramel coloring. Mm, like that's caramel. what they put yeah, into color yeah, or Dr Pepper. That's a good call. Yep. No caramel coloring. Yep. Um, it does say on the bottle, the perfect feel beer for leisurely sipping and quiet contemplation. And so that is what we are here to do. Today. We don't want to be quiet. The no. wind <laughs> is going at four. Minutes, right? <laughs> um. So, as I don't know if we've promised this. But as we've been discussing for a long time, this oh, yeah. is going to be the anything and everything episode. What is the last episode? I don't know if we've said that. This is the last episode we're going to do. So if yep. you're waiting for more, sorry about it. Well, <laughs> yeah, we'll see what happens. <laughs> we're all graduating. I'm moving out of the cities uh, next week already. So uh, this, this could be the end. But uh, no, it, it's, been, it's been good. So we just wanted to... Talk about anything and everything today. We had an email set up, um, but nobody nobody sent us an email suggestion. Right. Yes. So I think what we're gonna do is we're gonna do ten minute segments on a particular thing and try to talk as much as we can about one thing. Ten and minutes. And then I don't know. We could switch, or if we go over ten minutes, we could keep going. I don't know. I don't know like how it's, much structure. This is here's the thing. This is either gonna be the worst episode or this is gonna be the best episode. Like, there's no in between. This is not like. I don't know. I feel like this is going to be awful or great. <laughs> yeah. So this is where, this is the last time we get to say that 
you know, we're, we put this out on a podcast, and so our last chance to just throw something out there. Was we'll go where the spirit leads us. Little to exactly. no repercussions. So, Dylan, if you want to kick us off, what is our first topic? Well, I thought it would be appropriate uh, for us, since we're all graduating seniors, um, to address the topic that I feel like a lot of us are pretty nervous about and a lot of us doubt. Um, and I mean, for me, especially, I have a lot of, <clears throat> I'm a pre-seminary student. And so I'm after this, I'm off to uh, seminary in St. Louis. And I have a lot of, <clears throat> I don't know if I'd say doubts, but I have a lot of anxiety about that. Mm -hmm. Um, and I'm actually reading a book on like how to, um, sort of, confront uh like that sort of anxiety in like your early ministry but i thought it would be appropriate to talk about like uh, god's providence in our lives and just trusting in that um he knows what's best for us and that um you know we can uh trust in that plan that he has set out for us mm -hmm. so yeah you guys have any thoughts about that? Start off. I mean, I, I think it's it's been interesting. Um, you know, first time really thinking about this now. Um, my time here at Concordia definitely had, you know, lots of doubts on ministry and lots of prayers that I'm like, I don't know if, if these got answered. But the one thing I will hold up, and I will say that God always pulled through, is like finances. They just like, that was the one thing that like made me keep coming back and saying, yep, like this is where God wants me because like hmm. it just happened. Like the finances like, yeah. and it's just like met money came um, from different places yeah. and like, whether it was from like weird connections where I got some private scholarships or just like, you know, I was able to, to save up enough money this last year on my internship to pay for, um, this year um yeah i would say like that is that's somewhere where i've i've seen uh god's providence and, and working out of saying okay i i know this is where god wants me yeah yeah no i think like i don't know and just kind of reflecting i drove up to morris minnesota yesterday uh because my brother my little brother actually just moved down to morris so as i was like Shout out to Gannon, if you're listening. Um, but as I was driving back this morning, I just like, I don't know, I was thinking about it and I was like, it's kind of surreal, like graduating college yeah. and I don't really have like a hard job lined up yet. And I have like options and things, but like, there's no, nothing like set in stone quite yet. Um, but I don't know. I just had this like overwhelming sense of peace of just like, you know what, like it's going to sort itself out and it'll be okay. And the, one thing and I've been reading through the epistles too lately, which is very like kind of on the same wave of just like the one thing we have to uh, be worried about is already sorted out, especially like Galatians, Ephesians and things yeah. like that. Like our salvation is already taken care of by our faith. And um, I don't know. I just had this, like this clarity in a sense of just being like, I don't know what's going to happen, but whatever it'll, happen and we'll take it as it comes and just like i don't know i wasn't like anxious about it like i had been 
up till this point. Yeah. But and I will say, just thinking on the topic of of God's providence and um, the one biblical example I turn to a lot and I direct other people to, um, whether it's like high schoolers who have questions or something like that, is the book of Esther, um, where like God is never mentioned. Um, and like for some people that's an issue, but like I think we can look at it as saying like, it, it's a really good example for us who, you know, in, in most of the Old Testament, you hear God having conversations with people and answering prayers very directly and like having this like really active presence with people. And obviously like that's not our experience nowadays. And so looking at the book of Esther to say, okay, we don't see how God is moving, but in the book of Esther, everything just works out. Like things just happen. And like it, it all kind of goes under the radar, like nothing really supernatural happens in, in Esther. But I think like that's a really good example of God's providence and how God is working in, you know, in our life today of just like, he makes stuff happen, like whether we, we know it or not. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I know like I, God's providence is like, when we look at scripture, I mean, it really is abundant and, uh, you know, he, I mean, I don't know for you guys, do you like looking back on your life or your lives a little bit? Like, can you like, I don't know. I have a, I, I just find it fascinating to like look back and see See. like, all the different, yeah. and I mean, we were t- kind of talking about this Save mission of God together. today. Um, mm-hmm. Like, looking back on all the pieces, because, you know, us being humans, we can only see our very finite and limited view, right? We can only see the present and the past, but God can see the whole thing. And that's just very comforting. Um, and I... I just look back and see all the different uh, points in my life that led me to this, I guess. And when it's you, very, it is surreal, like you said, um, <clears throat> graduating from college. And and um, you can only see it like looking back too. That's right. The, that's yeah. why like it yeah. causes us so much anxiety. And that's why we're so, like there's so much unrest yeah. with it is because you, you can't only see it when you look backwards. It's not, you can't, uh, I don't know we don't have that same sense of like clarity looking into the future, obviously. Um, and that's why it's scary. Yeah. Um, but it's sorry. No, go ahead. It's kind of like that. I mean, it's like that quote, uh, it's from the office or whatever. It's like, you don't know that you're in the good old days. It's from Ed Helms. Yeah. You don't know that you're in the good old days until you've already left them. Right. Yeah. Uh, it's just, yeah, you can, uh, you only see what's behind you uh, mm-hmm. and what's happening now. Yeah. So it's important to. Yeah. One one thing that I think of, I think of God's providence. This was, um. This story was shared with me over and over in the Boy Scouts. So every time we'd go camping, we'd have like a chapel service on the Sunday morning or whatever when we went on a camping trip. Yeah. And the story that was always told 
was that classic like footprints in the sand story sure sure like, guys walking on this along this beach with god going through his life and when he's going through the hardest times of his life he realizes there's only one set of footprints in the sand yeah. and so he asked god he was like god when i was going through the hardest times of my life you know where were you because i only saw one footprints and god says in those times like right. that's when i was i was right. carrying you through um which i mean take that for what you will some people really uh lean on that it's not scripture but i mean it is uh an image of of god's providence and like you said dylan i mean we see all throughout scripture like god is constantly providing for us and um but then also we talked about this in doctrine like there's a distinction between providence and protection sometimes sure. god does intervene in really miraculous ways to uh to protect us yeah. yeah and also like ultimately knowing that like uh like god knows what's best for us i think is hopeful too of like we can think we know what's best for us but we truly can't find that sense of um clarity and peace until we fully trust and pray and like i don't know that like i don't know there's some like it takes some trusting. And I think for me, like just these last few months, like I was talking to my dad and he was like, just like spend some time in prayer and just like, like big stuff, not just like five minute, you know, little stuff here and there, like, mm -hmm. like devote some time and that's good. Um, and I think like that gives a lot of, a lot of peace in, in just kind of, I don't know, anxiousness and unrest when we're at sure. unrest, but you have a quote. Oh, well, I don't have a quote, really. Oh, dang. Yeah, I, I was looking just looking. Um, How much time we got left I in mean, Providence? One minute. One minute. Okay. It's you. Five I mean, minutes, I guess, you got it. Bring us home. I've got a quote here, I guess. Um, and it's from uh, the Lutheran Difference, um, which is, I think it's written by, it's written by Edward Engelbrecht, who's a very famous, yeah, he's done a lot of editing in mm -hmm. like, uh, like Lutheran study Bibles and stuff, but um, the quote is, yet God comes to us and blesses us. He gives us gifts that we take for granted, life, family, vocation, and faith. Although we don't recognize or admit that all things come from him, he still blesses us. As Luther reminds us in his explanation of the first article of the Apostles' Creed, God gives me clothes, or gives me clothing and shoes, meat and drink, house and home, wife and children, fields, cattle, and all my goods. He provides me richly and daily with all that I need to support this body and life. Yeah, so I think that's just like, um, I mean, granted, uh, um, oh, was that the alarm? That was, I didn't think it would make a sound. That's all right. Um, we'll give you another 10 seconds. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just think that quote is very, uh, significant in that like um there are a lot of things that i mean it's hard to like because like you were saying with esther it's um we have we're in this like situation where it's hard to see god's intervention but uh he is working in various ways and mm -hmm. it's easier said than done to trust in that for yeah. sure but um i think it's very um significant when we do it Mm -hmm. you know especially in the things that we can't control the trust that god's working it for the better so yeah so. yeah all righty what's the next topic Arik? okay 
take this way. Um, I think it'll be really interesting and just kind of ironic to talk about like alcohol um, and the Christian view of alcohol. And I feel like, I don't know, I feel like that is something that doesn't get addressed as much personally. Um, a little bit of context. I grew up without, like everyone in my family drinks. I grew up around alcohol. Like it was never a thing for me. Like, it, it, like I don't know, like I was always around it. So I didn't like have the same view of it. Um, I guess as like someone who, you know, parent, their, their parents didn't drink. Um, but I think that's really interesting. And I think it's a really interesting thing within like Christian culture of just how like almost like demonized it can get at times. And like, here we are drinking beer and hanging out and yeah. enjoying each other's company. Like, I think there's a lot of good mm -hmm. that can come from alcohol that doesn't get highlighted. Um, and yes, I'm not like condoning like excess um, drunkenness. And I think like, like scripture speaks to that. Um, and there is like definitely downsides that you can fall into. And I like completely subscribe to that. Um, but I think there's a verse that is really interesting to me, um, in Ecclesiastes nine. And it says the subsection is enjoy life with one you love. And verse seven, it says, go eat your bread with joy and drink your wine with a merry heart for God has already approved what you do. And, uh, I don't know. I think that kind of, that kind of idea of like, it, it's good. And it doesn't get highlighted within Western Christian culture as much. And like alcohol is always like, Oh, like it's okay. You can drink it, but like, don't drink too much. And I don't think the benefits and like the joy and like the good company and good cheer. And like that generally comes from, cause like drinking alcohol is fun. Like, it, yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know. Drink of celebration. Right. And yeah. I don't think that sense of like joy and camaraderie and intimacy, like all that, like doesn't necessarily get the same emphasis within Christian culture is my hot take. Sure. I think it really, what, what it comes down to is like what you're right. doing with what you're doing with the alcohol. Absolutely. That, like, I sure. mean, if you are drinking and you are building relationships with people, and those relationships then in turn lead to better opportunities for you to minister to people or just like to be, I mean, yeah. just being in fellowship with like, absolutely your Christian brothers and sisters, like, um, like relationships and community are, um, like what it's the closest we can get to God's kingdom here on earth is just like being, uh, with our fellow brothers and sisters in Christ. And so, but on the flip side, then like if you're drinking to impair your judgment and absolutely, if it hinders your relationship with God and with other people, then that you is where it becomes. If you compromise yourself, absolutely. Like if you can't be yeah. the person you want to be because you're too hungover and you wake when you wake up in the morning, or if you <laughs> do something regret or say something regret, like if it compromises yourself, then like by all means, like you've sinned, but I don't know. I think if you're sitting around playing cards, if you're sitting around talking, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. or the drinks, let's and, get it. Like, let's have fun. Yeah, and I've had at least with like the guys here at the house, sure, like, a lot of conversations about alcohol. Yeah, because like I, I mean, I tend to have strong opinions one way or another anyway. But like, um, and we, yeah, we drink. We do a fair drink. I'm not <laughs> drinking here. I'm not afraid to. But like, yeah, <laughs> college I, students. I think like, of, yeah. but of all of us, like I drink the least, and I usually only try to have one drink a setting because sure. I, I try to be very disciplined in that. Not that you know, one way is better than another, but like, 
it has always been my mindset of like when it talks when the bible talks about being sober-minded to like never be in a position to lose any amount of control and so like that is something that i hold at least like for myself but then also something that um i brought up in past conversations with you guys is like um don't do anything that offends your neighbor or like don't do anything that would like compromise the community sure and so like when i i don't know know if this is okay to share or not but like sometimes i get i get after people for for underage drinking because i'm like well it is the law and like as christians as a christian household if people know that they can come here and break the law like that's not a good thing and like that is why i i argue against that sometimes um and so like for sure um I think there there are pros and cons. It can definitely be enjoyed responsibly, as any beer ad would say. Yeah. Um, yep. But like, yeah, I don't know. I'm definitely a, a that's that's an area where I'll I'll fight. I'll fight. Oh yeah. Hill. Well, and <clears throat> yeah, it's uh it's definitely a thing that I think a lot of people <clears throat> above all above all things. I mean, I, like. It is, scripture tells us to hold our neighbors accountable for their sins, you know, but also at the same time, it tells us not to, like, we we are not to condemn our neighbors, right? Right. And so, uh, but I just feel like there's this, like, culture around it that it's so stigmatized. It's like, oh, like, I'm having a beer. Like, is that okay? And it's like, yeah, it's great, actually. And like. I think you should do it more often and like because there's a certain sense of like intimacy when you drink with someone where you let your guard down you're more more vulnerable you like like when you're in conversation right there's a like a deep sense of like intimacy of just hanging out with someone when you're drinking then that isn't necessarily the same when you're not drinking i feel like and i would say um and this is in line more of like i i have these conversations about my tattoos Whereas some Christians Absolutely. really, really yeah. condemn tattoos. Sure. But I'm like, they're an opportunity for me to speak to people that the sure. traditional Christian, whatever, doesn't usually talk to people with tattoos or doesn't usually associate themselves with like going into a tattoo parlor. Yeah. But like, so same thing yeah. you know, for us to go into a bar and have Christian conversations, like allows us to reach a certain people that aren't already being reached. Yeah. Sure. But I mean, even if you just like, I don't know if like <laughs> ministry drinking is like the best mind frame to, to, well, that was an example. Sure. Yeah. But I'm just saying like, I think part of it is like, we can rec- it's okay to recognize that it's like good and fun and enjoyable and like, we can enjoy it and it not can, like yeah. have so much like fear or built up around it. I feel like, I don't know. And yeah, I mean, I, I really do agree with like both like everything that's been said because like it is you know on one hand it builds relationships and it's or like it can build relationships depending on like what Mm -hmm. you're doing um and on another hand like it can really i mean if you lose track of who you are and i mean it can yeah it can ruin your reputation um and um, I mean, 
it can and also is, different for everyone too. Yeah, absolutely. Like, that's completely it, subjective to the individual of like where that line is. Of like, sure. Like Devin, you said you only have one drink, and that's where like you draw yeah. a line. And like me, like I don't know, I tend to fill it out a little more, and like sometimes it doesn't always go well. But I think most of the time, like I, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, alcohol more, like, and drinking in and of itself is not sinful. You know, it's what you, it's how you conduct yourself. Right. Which in the context of your con your consumption of that alcohol. Yes. Is it, that's what mm-hmm. really it comes down to. Which so. to quote which to, to quote, quote to quote. Nice. Um to quote um scripture. There's the verse in Ephesians. I'm trying to find it. Uh I think it's Ephesians five. Um it's like Google it. Uh, it. It's like drunkenness leads to debauchery, and it's the whole idea that drunkenness like leads sure. to uh, sin. Yeah. But it doesn't necessarily like invoke or like imply sin. Like you, mm. I don't know. Like I, I think it's like this is something that you need to be careful with. But it's not like inherently bad in and of itself. Maybe. Sure. I don't know. Sure. Yeah, I feel like this is a. This is a good topic, um, especially since the whole your guys' whole theme is bottles and beers. And, yeah, because um, I've I've gotten mixed feelings about that. They're like, "Oh, you drink beer on your," and I'm like, "Yeah, you know, sometimes too. Yeah, sometimes, sometimes too. <laughs> you know, like, you know, it's it is something." And like, I'll, yeah, I tend to be a little bit more uh, lawful and aggressive on on that end. But like, um, yeah, it is something that can be enjoyed responsibly and. And done in Christian community, and, and that's no problem. And just as a caveat, uh, there's no like right answer. I mean, this is something that I feel like is somewhat subjective to the individual of like where that line is for themselves. Um, I don't know. Yeah. And I think that has a lot to do with like upbringing and culture and things like that. Because I don't know. I feel like I have a very like more liberal approach to it, honestly. Oh. But yeah thank god we have a, a savior that is his forgiveness is abundant right? amen yeah, yeah. so Absolutely. that's really that's really it you know yep. as simple as it is all right so Devin, our next 10 minute topic what is it what are we doing i um as a connoisseur of science no <laughs> um have i mean i I think I've, I've spoke to this in the podcast before where ministry wasn't my, my first route going into college is first um, love. Yeah. Gosh. Um, where I was initially going into physics and astronomy. And so I've always been really fascinated, uh, with the, the connection, um, and just the, Oh, what's the word? Just the relationship between science and religion. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I, I think like, just as my like starting thoughts on this topic, I think the more I learned about both, the more I learned about the Bible and theology, and the more I learned about science, is the more I understood that they really go well together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And usually when, when someone is arguing um, either for one or f- like for another, it's usually because they don't know enough about the other side. Sure. And they make assumptions about the other side. But like once you start to learn a lot about both, you understand like it pairs really well together. And 
I have always held the belief that God, you know, he created us to be curious and created us to do science and explore this world that he gave us and, you know, appreciate in its fullness. Because I think it is kind of ignorant to try to avoid science at all costs. And so like, I, I think God, you know, is a, is a scientist in some ways where he created all of these things for us to, to wonder at and to want to be curious about his creation. Um, and ultimately yeah. to, to give the glory back to him, I think is, is that's a good point too. Cause I feel like there's a stereotype around like Christians just being uneducated and just be like, Oh, like let's just have this blind faith and let's just assume in the, you know, the big man in the sky and like have this yeah. abstract faith that can't be nailed down by any logical reasoning or anything like that. Yeah. Um, and so I think like, that's a good point to bring up of that. Like, no, these fit together and there is logic. There is reason. There is like factual proof that we can, look into some conclusions and things like that um so no i agree yeah i mean it's a i it's a huge misconception that science and uh christianity are opposing ideologies Mm -hmm. right it's a huge misconception because i mean i had this thing pointed out to me recently that was like um uh how you know a bunch of people or, you know, the sci- the scientific community would tell you that, um, that, you know, the earth is like 4 billion years old and that, um, and although I'm not certain that like how mm-hmm. old the earth really is, um, you know, and the whole, um, world being, you know, and the universe being billions of years old, um, and people arguing against the fact, you know, that, um, you know, uh, God creating the earth. Um, well, what I'm trying to get to is somebody pointed out to me that, uh, God didn't create Adam and Eve as babies, right? God created Adam and Eve, Adam and Eve as adults. Right. So he created an adult universe. God has the ability to create the earth, yeah. however old, you know, and it's, yeah. And you have these stars that are billions of years. It, that whole area is very, you know, um, hard to, you know, put an exact number, right. You know, and, but there is such thing as creation science and, mm-hmm. and, um, it just fascinates me. The whole yeah. area fascinates me, you know? Cause one thing I've said, um, and I'll hold on to because I I used to work at a planetarium and so like especially it's like flex sorry uh, <laughs> especially like astronomy and like the universe has always fascinated me like that realm of science is like what I really am passionate about but the order of creation is the same order as the Big Bang theory would suggest and in case you're wondering you can look up who came up with the Big Bang theory. It's a guy named Georges Lementri, and he's a Catholic priest. So he was a, a physicist and and a priest. And so I think like that is just a good example. Yeah. We'll hold that out there. Sure. But so the fact that the Big Bang Theory would say that there's this kind of, not void, but there's this like formless planet that eventually creates like water and then plants and then animals and humans. Like sure. that's what the Big Bang Theory would suggest with like the evolution of everything and that's the order of creation is that 
there was this like formless planet with water and then eventually there was like land and plants and animals and humans and so it's like all of that lines up yeah um and then the last thing i'll say and then i'll let someone else talk um is last year i went to this um a conference for for uh dces in the area director of christian educations and the speaker there was presenting on this book called darwin devolves and I still haven't bought a copy yet because I have 50 other books I need to read. But it's about how modern biology actually upholds the order of creation. Oh, yeah. And in, yeah. in that, like, there's still adaptation. Animals still adapt. But when sure. they adapt, their DNA gets weaker. And so, which is what we're seeing now with, like, with climate change, animals aren't able to adapt anymore because they've adapted so much that the DNA is so weak that they can't, like, Interesting. Ad- change again sure. and so it it really suggests if you go back there was a time where dna was at its strongest and everything was like in its order um and so really tracking like modern biology and saying like this upholds creation um and i i thought that was super fascinating and how like you know why don't we teach that in schools well because like we still teach darwinism in school because there hasn't been a a good enough theory to replace it right unfortunately how science works is they know that it's wrong but until they come up with something new they have to keep teaching it right have you guys heard of uh the genesis park in japan yeah no from brian young yeah 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 all right yeah we got the same source we got the same um so the genesis park is this garden in japan you can google if like if you guys are curious, you should Google it and just read about it because it's sick. Um, but it's a uh, just a garden, and they tried to recreate uh, the Garden of Eden, mm-hmm. like the environmental conditions of the Garden of Eden, um, based off different verses in Scripture. And I don't know the exact verses, but I know it like doesn't rain because there's a assumption that it misted from the ground of like mm-hmm. there's one yeah. verse in like Genesis two of like water came up from the ground. And, uh, so they, they like, they like really dive deep into it. Um, and they like control the UV rays. They like put extra oxygen in there. So there's yeah. just, just like oxygenated environment, things like that. Um, and then they planted like a tomato and they grew like a 30 foot tall tomato plant that was producing tomatoes that were like Jeez, the size of a yeah. basketball. <laughs> and like people would like go in there and would like have, illnesses you know be like feel better and things like that um so it's really cool because i uh, like a big thing i hear is like oh like you hear the story of like adam and he lived to be like 900 years old and you you know if you think about it um the environment has like slowly been deteriorating ray and like the sun is literally killing us and so as we get more uv rays we die sooner is how that like just kind of how that works and like that aligns with scripture in the sense of like yeah when like the environment was perfect and like before sin and before like there was this you yeah. know thing that like eroded the the world right um you know we had like you could live for 900 years shoot like that's crazy to think about yeah um but i think another like just kind of a sub point on this is like sin not only affects like our morality but i think sin also affects like things like climate change and things that are like global, like natural disasters, like a hurricane or something. Like, I think like you can make an argument that's a product of sin as well. Oh, absolutely. I say every winter 
that the snow is a result of the cold. The cold. There's no scripture to back that up. Disclaimer. But like, I hate the cold, and so when it's just like when we had a week of like negative twenty, I was like, this is a result of sin. There's no way it's not. Like, <laughs> it's just so bad. Well, and I mean, so the person that uh, Ulrich and I are like referring to is um, this creation scientist uh, called Brian, or his not called, not named Brian Young. Am I good on time? Yeah, just okay. keep going. Um, and so, I mean, there is no, there is no really true, like, definite, like, um, answer obviously for any like because none of us were there um the only thing that we can be sure of and trust in is the scripture um and what it tell us tells us mm -hmm. right um but these theories do support the fact that science and scripture are aligned in many ways and so this to bounce off this theory um, yeah. the whole idea is that and it is a very interesting theory. The whole idea is that there was this, so that the earth actually, like the atmosphere of the earth mm -hmm. was like similar to like a hyperbolic chamber okay. that athletes use, you know, to yeah, right. yeah, condition yeah, yeah, yeah. themselves, yeah, yeah. right? Um, the earth had this layer of ice around it. Okay. And so the whole planet was like this hyperbolic chamber. And that's why everything grew. Like, sure. Bountifully, that's why people lived so long. And then when Noah, it's interesting. Uh, okay, it's interesting. Um, but um, but now you're saying the I'm, flood waters. I'm not spitting this okay, out. It's, it's, it's just this but, other yeah, theory. And then and then yeah, the flood wa uh, the, the skies opened up, and then you you have all this water coming down, and it caused the. Um, there are many ways where scripture does line up with science yeah in that way and um, to your point there's uh i don't know i think everything we've talked about today is like something that you continually stew on and wrestle with and like i don't know like creationism is something that we yeah. will always be amazed by and have this sense of like awe and wonder about because yeah. um yeah i mean nobody like really has like you know i don't know like there, there's some amount of faith in in all of it I think um, there is beauty in creation, right? It's and there's just... kind of that like awe, that that mm -hmm. sense of uh, yeah. magnificence, if you will. But yeah. Anyway, all right. Dylan, next topic. Give us the next topic. Oh, um, just whatever. What comes to your mind? Goodness, right? I, off the, right off the. Gap. I should have been ready for this. Right um, no, the point is that we're not ready for it. Yeah. Not really. This is Bibles and Beers, man. We don't have any notes. Well, there's a lot of pressure on this. No, why do you get your books out for it? <laughs> I don't... What about the Holy Spirit? What about the Holy okay. Spirit? Okay. Ulrich's favorite topic right there. Oh, man. All right, kick us off. Well, I mean, for me, um, and this is kind of... This also kind of plays off of God's providence, but um, for me, um, I haven't felt that strong calling, I guess. What people talk about when they mm. say, you know... I'm going into ministry. I, you know, uh, I've, I've felt called to this. Um, I haven't, I guess, felt that calling, but I have felt in ways, little ways, um, where the Holy Spirit has been speaking to me through people mm. and telling me, you know, these are my gifts. These are my qualities and 
Uh, and I have aligned that with my passions as well. Cause the whole, I feel like the Holy spirit has been telling me my passions and, uh, I have concluded that this, you know, this pastoral route, uh, is, it seems to be where the Holy spirit is leading me. Sure. And I've discerned that. And, um, I, I guess that's, that is the role of the Holy spirit that I felt in my life. Um, and I, now I'm just embracing this mentality of servanthood and, and there's, there's always going to like specific to your example, like there's always going to be some amount of faith, like in that of, you know, you said yourself, like the Holy spirit has brought these discernments and things to you up to this point. And so this seems like the best route for you to go. And so like, I don't know, there's not going to necessarily be a voice from heaven. Maybe there is, if you're lucky enough to have that, but like, right. (laughs) Um, But I don't think there's going to be a direct sense of like, God's like, Hey, you should do this with your life. Um, No, the Holy Spirit, I think, is such an interesting topic of just because, well, one, I don't think we truly, like, well, that's not true. I I don't think the Holy Spirit gets enough credit. Right. (laughs) Is what I'm saying. Like, I think we focus a lot on God the Father and God the Son. And, you know, if we truly believe in a triune God, then we believe in the Holy Spirit as equal to God. And I think, like, everyone would subscribe to that and everyone would say that. I don't think anyone's, like, disputing that. But... I think the Holy Spirit's like the little brother of the Trinity, kind yeah. of, of just like, you know, he's part of the team, but like, you know, you pray to Jesus, you pray to the Father, like how often do you pray to the Holy Spirit, right? Yeah. Whereas like really the Holy Spirit's like the one doing the groundwork, I feel like, like the Holy Spirit is connecting us through our brokenness and through our individual strengths. I mean, you could tie any topic we've talked about on this podcast to the Holy Spirit, and that's why we've I mentioned it. Like I know, and so like you talk about, like <laughs> My, I didn't know that it was this common. No, it is. Yeah. it's, a, it's okay. a theme, and it, the reason it's a theme is because the Holy Spirit is that big of a deal. Yeah, and uh, yeah, there's uh, just this like this unity and this I don't know this providence, like you said, Dylan, yeah. that like comes through all of this, and there's this incredible hope of just being like. The Holy Spirit is using my broken self for something good. Like that's amazing. Yeah. Um, even in our pits, even in our despair, even in wherever we find ourselves, like the Holy Spirit is still molding and guiding and leading us. I just, I don't know. I think there's just so much joy and like to be found in that. It just like comfort too that it doesn't rely on us. At least for like in Dylan, you can. Um, I'm curious to know what you think of this, but like. For me as someone who has been like working with churches and like on an internship and like done a lot of like hands-on ministry, yeah, it's such a comfort to know that like it's the Holy Spirit and I am just this like vessel. body. Yeah, yeah, this vessel. You're the trumpet, you aren't Miles Davis. Yeah. That's a good yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, but like knowing that like, yes, like I need to know my stuff, I need to prepare, I study hard so that like I can be like well equipped for the Holy Spirit to use me. Mm-hmm. And like I have been able to speak to people that like I have no how I I have no wow. I have no idea right. how um I'd be able to like communicate with these people or, or say the things that I said. And you know, it's I hear this a lot from from ministers is that they're like, 
after they get done talking to people and they're like, wow, that, that really helped. They go, I have no idea what mm -hmm. I actually said. Like that was not me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And like knowing that the Holy spirit is just like, yeah. And that's Luther is. baby. Like that's, yeah. I mean, I cannot by my own reason or strength come to claim that Christ is my Lord. Like mm -hmm. that's, that's yeah. it. Like it is, it is through the Holy spirit working in us that we are given this gift of faith and grace and man what a absolutely what a joy like what a good yeah because like i um i'm talking a lot but like i i definitely say that um wow what am i trying to say yeah because we we don't come to to faith on our own terms and there's a lot of of christian branches that say that we do you know i you know chose jesus this day you know whatever and it's like no you don't and like just thinking of my own story of like I had tons of doubts in, in high school and in middle school and so many prayers unanswered that I was like, I don't know if I believe in any of this stuff. And to like come to faith in, in quotes, it was just like, I, that wasn't me. Like that couldn't have been me because like there was sure. no connection other than like one day it just clicked. Yeah. And like, it wasn't something that I hadn't heard before. It was right. just like, you didn't accept Jesus into your heart. No, right? it was, it was not just like yep, I'm 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 convinced this is a good argument. I think I'm ready to it was just like it happened and I didn't expect it. And like I know for yeah. a fact that that is like the Holy Spirit because it does. The Holy Spirit brings people yeah. to faith. Well, the one that always rubbed me the wrong way was like, Oh, I brought this person to faith. I brought yeah. this person to Jesus. Yeah. Like oh, I remember like flip a table just, over for that. I don't know. I you'd see someone be like, "Oh yeah, I brought like ten people to faith," and it's like, "Gross." No, you didn't. The Holy Spirit did. Yeah. Like, quit. Take well, it, it, yeah, yeah, it's 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 arrogance. I feel like almost like it, well, not almost it is. It's you know you you're discrediting the the divine God. Yeah, and you're you're but, taking credit right. for for God Himself, yeah. um, which shouldn't be our place. On the flip side, then, you know, if you're ministering to somebody and this is, you know, this is very um, basic, you know, Holy Spirit doctrine. But if you're ministering to somebody and they don't receive the, you know, they don't receive Christ and they don't, you're, I mean, you're not getting through to them. Um, that's also, you know, not on you and right. you can, you can take comfort in that. Um, you, it's also not at the same time, um, you know, the well, ineffectiveness of the Holy and, Spirit, right? It's just the fact that because what we do learn from scripture and doctrine is that you can reject, you have the ability and to Christ reject. speaks about that when he, when right. he sends the disciples out of like, if you go exactly. to a town, they don't receive you, like shake the dust, dust off your sandals and move on exactly. to the next town. Like there's that kind of imagery of like. You go. You... It's not something to beat yourself up. With. Right, yeah. right. It's it's just the way. It's it's on the person who is rejecting the gospel. Right. And until the Holy Spirit, until the the Holy Spirit ignites that flame within them, uh, and brings the faith to them, uh, 
that's just something you have to wait upon and be right. patient. Just be with it. them. Like you, be with them. There's not like a silver bullet exactly. either, which I think like when you understand that faith is given, it kind of breaks down the sense of like, oh, I have to argue this person to Christianity and right. like convince them with reason and logic and all these like proofs or whatever. Like, no, like just be with them and just love them and just like, I don't know, yeah. let the Holy Spirit work through you and not right. have this like because, ideal thing to say. Right, because it totally throws out the idea that like the gospel is all God's work if we say oh I came to faith or I have to bring someone else to faith yeah because then that puts the work on us and the yeah. Ability, yeah whereas like <laughs> the entirety of the gospel is God yeah. and what God does for us right so Jesus Christ died to forgive our sins we don't even have to do the work to believe like the Holy Spirit because we're incapable it. of doing that our sin yeah makes us incapable so the Holy Spirit brings yeah. us to faith in Jesus to be with the Father. So none of it is what we do. Right. All right. Your pick. All right. This might be the last segment, though, so pick well. Okay. So the other thing I had kind of on my radar for this is to talk about uh, gratitude and just kind of an abstract, um, I don't know, practice, if you will. Okay. Because... Uh, Bonhoeffer writes in Life Together that if we cannot thank God for the little things, how can we thank God for the big things? And how can we recognize the big things? Um, and so there's a sense of just reading Bonhoeffer, Luther, Scripture, um, that we are called to uh, have this deep sense of gratitude that distinguishes us and separates us from the world. And I think gratitude gives us a lot of joy and hope and a lot of like other things that flow out of that, of just recognizing what's been given to you, recognizing the faith that's been given you through the Holy spirit. Like, you know, all these things, a lot of that, like zeal flow, I think can come from gratitude. Um, and at least I don't hear it directly spoken upon. Right. Because I think like, if we're not, if we don't recognize what we're thankful for, we don't even think about what God has done for us. I think like that can lead to a lot of doubts because if you're not actively being like, wow, like God did this, like I'm, I'm really thankful for sure. that. Sure. Then you could get in the rut of God hasn't done this. God sure. hasn't been there for me. Sure. And that's a dangerous road to go on. And so, yeah, absolutely. Like being grateful. And I think like a is good with our relationship with God. It's also good for like our mental relationships. Like there's so many, neighbors. yeah, and our neighbors, but like there's so many things that are so many different times that I've heard of like the benefits of when, like before you go to bed, just writing down a couple things you're, you're thankful for that day. Even if it was a cruddy day, you'd be like, I'm, roof you know over what? My I, head. Yep. I, I found this like, yeah, roof over my head, just Small this things. little thing. And like, there's been studies done on that that it's just like massively like improves people's like well-being and their outlook on life um so yeah i think there's something there there's something well with that. and there's like a lot of i don't know there's a, there's you know talk in scripture too about like not being or like not complaining and not being bitter and like you know I think a lot of that is easily solved if you're just thankful for what you have. Like there's the, the Chinese proverb of like, 
uh, you know, I, I complained about the color of my shoes until I saw the man with no feet. Like, you mm-hmm. know, there's a sense of like, when you're just grateful for what you have and the things that are given to you, it kind of very quickly does away with this like competition and this like American pragmatism of like, gotta be the next thing, gotta like get the next thing. And like this, like climbing the rat race kind of mentality. Yeah. And if you just, I don't know. I'm a lot happier, like just objectively, Yeah. <laughs> but it, it also like comes in seasons too. It's not like a thing of once you figure it out, like it's a discipline, it's a practice, like anything else that we are called to, um, you know, gratitude is something we grow in exercise. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, gratitude ultimately is um, showing glory and appreciation for what Christ has done for us. And, um, well, I think that's at least what gratitude should focus on is, uh, I don't have much more yeah, to add like, on that. I yeah. Mean, Cause I mean, the gratitude, like that's the, yeah, you're right. It's like gratitude for what Christ yeah. has done for us. Like that thankfulness that we've been saved prompts yes. service and prompts right. loving our neighbors and right. and does all those things. If we are truly grateful, right. you know, um, yeah, it's that. kind of a beginning point. I think I saw this the most when I was abroad because, I don't know, like there's so many, because it's just so unique and it's just so, like I was when I was in Ireland, I was just so happy to like be in Ireland. I would wake up and I'd be like, man, it's mm. raining and it's 30 degrees and I have to go to school, but like, boy, howdy, at least I get to do it in Ireland. Like, at least that's raining in Ireland or like whatever. I don't know. Like there's just this like sense of gratefulness where I'd wake up and I'd be like, Lord, like, I just thank you that I'm here and I have doubts and I have fears and I have like lots of uncertain things. But like at the end of the day, like, I think it's really cool to just be in this place and I'm thankful that I'm here. Um, And that's kind of what like really started this whole train and this emphasis for me on gratitude. Um, and it's definitely one of the things I took away from that semester of like, man, gratitude is a bigger deal than I always give it credit. And mm-hmm. when I can appreciate and point to um, the gifts God has given me and the many blessings uh, in my life, I it's a lot easier to not spiral in my own head of the uncertainties and the anxiousness and the, the unrest that I think we can often find ourselves in. Sure. So. I mean, it's very human. It's very human since we're, uh, sinful, uh, beings. It's very human to like only focus on the negatives Mm. that go on in our lives. And it is very, beneficial when we look at all the things that God has been active in. Um, because like you were saying, Ulrich, it can, uh, and, and Devin, uh, it can just, it can strengthen not only your mental health, but it can also strengthen, uh, your relationship with God. Um, just by being conscientious of those ways that he is 
providing yeah. for you. And it's, so, I mean, it's yeah. a theme we see all throughout Scripture of the sense of giving thanks. When we see it in Christ, we see it in the fruits of the Spirit. You know, yeah. like there's, there's this it's how every epistle theme. is opened. Pretty yeah, much. yeah, I give thanks. Well, and I think Paul is like the, you know, yeah. the example, like the the front runner example of this for me of just because like. And know. he started out his life thanks. persecuting Christians. Right, and, you know, he gives, and he's giving thanks. For, you read the epistles, yeah. and at the end of the epistles, he's like, I'm just so thankful just for you guys. I just yeah. that you guys are alive. And it's yeah, like, yeah. And it's like I just like you guys as people. And I'm thankful you're around. Yeah. Like, it's just, I don't know. And it seems like like uh, the written to speak, just happy to be here, like kind yeah. of mantra. Like, that's yeah. something my dad used to say. Um, I picked it up when I was abroad, like kind of ironically, because I, then I saw the written to speak thing afterwards, Yeah. but I'd go, you know, I, I hang out with people and they'd be like, Oh, do you want to go do this? Do you want to go this? Do you yeah. want to do that? I'm like, I don't really care. Like, I'm just happy to be here. We're in Ireland. This yep. rocks. Like, I don't care what we do. Um, and I don't know. Like, there's this just deep sense of like, when you're grateful, like you just have like just happy to be here like it just rocks and just being with yeah. people rocks and yeah. being with where you're at like you you have a deeper s- sense of appreciation for where you currently are and i don't know i think that's yeah one thing that stuck out to me and our friend um josiah said this we him, him and Shout i said out to josiah sancourt by the way him and i said this a lot two years ago um was i when anytime i would ask him um how he was doing he would always say Better than I deserve, mm-hmm. and um, and so oh my gosh, here we go. Um, and like I just kind of like that that always stuck with me. It's just like yeah, yeah. Even if I was having a really like bad day, yeah, you know, I'm like yeah, I'm doing better than I deserve. Like, right, right. If I think about it, I deserve a lot, yeah, a lot yeah. worse. Um, this is this isn't this isn't that bad. Um, but anyway, um. We're gonna we're gonna wrap it up because it's getting kind of long, kind of late in. We didn't have a beer break, but the yeah. beer was really good. We all pounded it after like yeah. alcohol, ironically. <laughs> it was <laughs> really all, good. I think we all it finished was. after we stopped talking about alcohol. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, that's funny. <laughs> but uh, yeah. no, no, it rocked. It was a good. I'm glad that it it was well worth the wait. It sat on my shelf for a while, and so yep, this was good. Um, one nice big bottle of that. So, um. Final thoughts in general about anything. I mean, yeah. Uh, the last thing you will say on this podcast. Yeah, I mean, I'm just like super, it's been a super fun project just to like, thank you guys for listening. I think we have like 14 consistent listeners is what the yeah. anchor said. The so, stats, yeah. And then we've had some episodes that have spiked, so it's been fun. Um, but it's just been a cool project for me personally. And just seeing like hearing people talk to me and like, I don't know affirm me on it and i don't know the response we've gotten i think has been really cool and really humbling for me of just like this is a cool fun thing to do and it's yeah. just i don't know i don't i think i speak for both of us when it's like it hasn't been anything like we have lost sleep over um yeah oh no. you know it's just been a fun little side project so i've enjoyed doing it this semester i've enjoyed coming here every week um and yeah today was super fun today was it's good We'll listen to it and see how it sounds, but <laughs> yeah. When I'm editing it, I'll let you know. Right. Uh yeah. I mean, my final thoughts, I guess, are thanks for having me again. This was fun. Um, especially for the last episode, I feel honored. 
And we're the third philosopher. Yeah, I'm the third. Well, (laughs) I don't know if philosopher is the right word, but uh, I'm full of something. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) um, Yeah, it's been, I think you guys have had some really great discussions. uh, And uh, I'm really glad to uh, have been a part of this last episode. We had some good discussions. So. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah. Yeah. The time clock was kind of cool. I I think that was a fun idea. Oh, yeah. That was fun. Little... Keep us on our toes. Yeah. 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 Um, gosh. I've said it every episode. I think all of this boils down to loving God and loving your neighbor. Mm-hmm. Um, man, like Jesus makes it that simple for us. So we shouldn't overcomplicate it. You know? Yeah. It, it can get yeah. pretty complicated. But, uh, yeah. I... I'm talking about gratefulness. I, yeah, I'm thankful for the opportunity to put our words out there. And if people think that they're uh, worthy to be listened to, that's that's all right. Um, yeah, really thankful for uh, getting to do this. Yeah, it's been it's been good. What was your favorite episode? My favorite episode. Yeah, that we recorded. I. Oh man. Right now, right off the cuff. I. This is Bible Spears, man. It's crazy. Everything you gotta gotta be on it. Man, I would say um the politics one. That was fun. Okay. I was like, that was the one I was most nervous about. And we got a pretty pretty good response from that one. Um and I felt like, yeah, we I felt like that one we did well. That was a good one. Yeah. Uh your favorite. I think freedom of a Christian. Or humility and spiritual gifts. Because those okay. are the two where we just clicked record and then we just like went through the whole thing. We're like, that was easy. Like that rocks. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, whereas like normally we'd break it up in like 10 minute segment segments and kind of collect our thoughts a little yep. bit. But uh, I think Freedom of Christian was probably my favorite one just because it was so like grace themed and so like yeah. Holy spirit built. But anyway. Cool. Um would you like to, would you like to pray us out? Yeah, I'll pray us out, sure. All right, Heavenly Father, um, I want to thank you for this opportunity just to be able to uh, talk about you and um, just enjoy this conversation and fellowship with uh, other brothers in Christ. And um, thank you for this. Thank you for technology and the ability to uh, just find a new way to get your gospel out there, um, a new platform. Um Remind us uh, each and every day of your um, your work through the Holy Spirit, and uh, always remind us of the focus of the gospel, which is in your Son Jesus Christ, who uh, lived and died for us and for our sins, and that we are forgiven through His work. Um, we thank you for all that you do for us each and every day. And um, we just thank you again for this opportunity to um, talk about you. And uh, we love you, God. Uh, In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. This is, this has been the Bibles and Beers podcast. And in case we don't see you. You guys should see what I'm looking at. This is 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 the final moment. (laughs) I'm getting not teary-eyed, but close. Um, In case I don't see you. Good afternoon, good evening, and good night.